What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Learning on the Job podcast with our bonus series. This is episode four now. My goodness, we're just flying through these. I know. Um, It feels like we just started them. I know. I kind of feel like maybe later on in later seasons, we might need to split these up into three parts instead of two. Uh, But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'll have to look. But this is going to be the end of season two. This is the second half, um, episodes 12 through 22. And I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, uh, definitely like we kind of left off in um, before saying that this part was going to be a little bit more um, dramatic, I think, than the last one. I think, you know, there's a lot more things that happen, so mm-hmm. it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah, so starting off with episode 12, um, we find out, we found out in the last part, but Richard has retired he's finished and so now episode 12 he doesn't really know what to do with his days he's bugging emily he's just hanging out around the house wanting to spend time with her and she's just that's not how she usually spends her days um so she's kind of weirded out by it and kind of pawns him off onto lorelei and obviously richard knows but he spends the day with lorelei and he <clears throat> he starts bugging Lorelai too because he's trying to kind of push his his ways onto Lorelai. Like he talks about how he always had a grapefruit for breakfast, and he's just he's criticizing everything that Lorelai does and the way that she runs the inn, her business, and everything. Um, so he's just kind of bugging her, um, and so that's kind of the main plot of this episode and then our b plot is with um rory and rory so they have the video store in stars hollow and rory finds these kids looking at like some dirty videos like i remember going and like they're just right there like you can just walk by yeah and you can just see them um so Rory just kind of mentions to Kirk like hey you might want to put those up on a higher shelf or something so Taylor Dozy takes it upon himself to just take literally like the entire store any kind of movie that they think is inappropriate for children they put in the back behind the Rory curtain and Rory's just very embarrassed doesn't want any part of this um, but it's Scary. great news for Paris because Paris. Hmm? Oh, I was just going to say it's very, you know, standard stars. Hollow, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just definitely like they had a they had a meeting to decide if Bambi was uh, too intense for children. Exactly. Like, oh, my goodness. But yeah, Paris is loving this because Paris needs better stories for the newspaper um for Chilton so she tags along with Rory to go find some small town drama and she finds the video store with Rory's face plastered all over it because she's a hero and yeah Paris is just soaking it up um but the episode is going to end with some major drama 
between uh, Lorelai and Richard because Dean finished that car that he was working on for Rory in the last season. And Richard is very much not happy about that. He does not think that it is a good gift for a 16-year-old girl to drive a car that her boyfriend built for her. And here we get to meet Gypsy, who is the town mechanic. So we'll get to see a lot more of her. But she checks the car top to bottom and she says it's working fine. But we're going to kind of end the episode with Lorelai and Richard on the outs. But of course, Richard doesn't want to tell Emily. So Emily is oblivious to all of this. But of course, like Lorelai feels bad. And now Rory has a nice little car. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things that I wanted to say about this episode is one that I really, um, I think it's funny in like the very beginning of the episode because with the crypt, like the fam with the family crypt. Oh, that too. That, that is just like classic rich Rich people people. oh my gosh (laughs) who are we gonna kick out of the family crib so that everybody can fit and Lorelai's like hey we could be buried next to each other well it'll be fun you can't leave me there by myself (laughs) right um no but actually what I was gonna say uh was that I think that um you know there's two scenes that happen towards the beginning like whenever Richard's driving both uh like Lorelai and Emily crazy um or you know first Emily and then Lorelai and um and it's this one scene where you kind of realize where like you it's just one of those moments where you kind of notice that Lorelai and even Rory are even more like Emily than they realize because you know they have this love for coffee and um you know Richard's like oh uh Emily you know how how, is that that your third cup that's awfully a lot of coffee in the morning and you know we don't know it but yeah Emily is just like uh Lorelai and Rory like she also really loves coffee she drinks it um quite a few glasses in the morning and then as soon as Richard leaves she's like calling her maid to come in there to give her a fourth cup of coffee like she just like is so uh like exhausted (laughs) by Richard pestering her um, and then he basically has the exact same um, encounter with Lorelai, where he's asking her how many cups of coffee she's, you know, is that your second cup? And she's like, third, why? Oh, that's an awfully lot of coffee in the morning. And it's yeah. just, it's just funny. Because, um, you know, at the heart of it, they really, it really is like a family dynamic. Like that really is like her mom and dad. It's like she gets mm-hmm. it from her mom and her and her mom both have to deal with the fact that her dad like pesters them. So I just thought that was a cute classic moment and it's um, kind of a callback to uh one of the previous episodes whenever rory notices how lorelei exactly. and emily put their skincare on at night and everything yeah and i just love little moments like that because you know um i read something recently talking about people whether they love or hate gilmore girls characters but it's like at the end of the day they're not um the writers didn't make these characters to be like the heroes or the villains of the story they just met, wrote them all to be like actual humans and so mm-hmm. they all have like their good and bad moments and at the end of the day they really are it's, it is just about like a family and well, I think that's why story. everybody loves it so much exactly yeah I totally agree um so I love that um and then but you know seeing the interaction 
with uh Richard with the car thing is funny um I totally see like where Lorelai is coming from but I also totally understand you know Richard looks at himself as like the patriarch of the family which mm-hmm. he totally is and especially without there being like a strong male presence in Rory's life you know with her dad not being around as often honestly Richard does probably see her more than her own dad does especially at this point so I think he just you know takes that protective role over her too um yeah and I just I mean like I I feel like you know any parent honestly would be like well I wouldn't you built this thing like I you know I want to know it all works and everything so I totally see where he's coming from I also agree that it's like it is Lorelai's thing and he should be able to like respect her when she's telling him to back off um so yeah I just found that whole thing the whole exchange interesting I do find it a little odd that Lorelai is okay with all this mainly just because like I agree I mean Dean did it with his dad like he he had help he had Gypsy check it but I mean still like for like if 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 I was 16 and my boyfriend at the time gave me a car my mom and my stepdad would be like um that's inappropriate like yeah it's I agree because it's not even so much like okay whatever like one thing that he made the car it's like you know questionable of how safe it is which you know not trying to dog dean or whatever but you know in this situation he's supposed to be 16 um but also yeah like I wouldn't be okay with Claire like being given such an extravagant expensive gift and then you know especially look at how he responded like when he gave it to her and he told her he loved her and she didn't say it back and he threw a fit about it like I looked at that moment as like you know he was giving this car with strings attached and I think I don't see how any parent can look at like their 16 year old daughter being given a car by a boy like you know it's just she's not old enough to understand the you know the cause and effect of that and like what that might mean for her and for like how she's how he's going to feel about her and how she's going to feel about him and about their relationship and a power struggle moving forward like I just don't I don't know but we don't have to worry about the car too much longer no (laughs) spoiler Uh, yeah right (laughs) anyways so going on to um the next episode episode 13 um so in this episode uh, it's another crazy town uh, tradition. And it, I, I think it's funny. We've kind of talked about this before. The traditions never seem to repeat themselves. And they always talk about like how in the previous years, how the traditions like went out. They always the, have- the only one that the only one that I have found so far that is repeated is the Founders Day. I was going to say they always have Founders Day punch. Yes. But Founders Day is never celebrated the same way. Yes, aside like the fire from Patty's punch. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, this is a, um, I believe it's a charity drive uh, that they're doing it for. It's always some kind of town, so. town fundraising charity drive. You know, it's, it's either charity or like to uh, help the town in some way. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, the ladies, you know, make a basket and gentlemen bid on the basket, and then you get to have a date with said basket maker. Not um, gonna lie, um, in our sorority, one of the years, uh, I definitely designed our date party based off this episode. That's so funny. Yeah, and I we, think Chris. I think Chris was my date for that. My <laughs> husband, he, guys. She. Yeah. Yeah. We were really good friends and I didn't mind uh, 
having him be my date for that because I didn't want other people to buy my basket. I'll give the true listeners, the ones that are listening to our bonus episode, some tea. Sharon kissed my husband before I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. True story. So anyways. (laughs) uh, Anyway. (laughs) It's just going to task it. Yeah. So really, um, this whole big uh, fundraiser um, town event is the central focus of the episode. It kind of, it's all the plots come, you know, from the same thing. So over here, we've got Lorelai, who she's making a basket. And first of all, Lorelai and Rory, they never put effort into their baskets. It's literally just like whatever's in their fridge they don't have time and they're not like the Pinterest type of girlies. So yeah, like it, the joke is like that Lorelai's has two pop tarts and a Slim Jim. So yeah, it's, it's just some fine quality stuff here. Um, But some of the other ladies in town, namely Miss Patty, you know, they're always saying, especially now that Lorelai, it's been a while since she's broken up with Max and, you know, she's had some attempts at uh, dating, but nothing really solid since then. And they they need they feel like she needs to get back in the saddle, get in a new relationship. So they're really trying to encourage this, but she's not interested. Well, and then another thing that we have going on is that um, Suki is, well, okay. So Jackson tells Suki that the, uh the ex- what's the word I'm looking the for lease. the yeah the lease it's the it's it's up at the end of the month and he's basically asking her should I renew the lease now most women know that that's a leading question of like should we move in together but Suki just doesn't quite get it so she's just like I mean if you like the apartment I, I don't see why not um which is very disappointing to Jackson so she doesn't know it but he they're in a fight now like and he she's made this beautiful like even her basket itself is edible um Mm -hmm. because of course you know Suki Suki's an amazing chef so um everything in her basket is delicious and then we've also got obviously Rory um, plans on having Dean buy her basket and then even Lane plans on having well she plans on having somebody else buy her basket on behalf of Henry um, from Chilton because she's still trying to see him secretly of course she doesn't want her mom to know Mm -hmm. um so cut to the fundraiser and we've got a couple of things going on first off Jess comes and he outbids Dean for the basket so that causes a whole thing obviously Dean's very upset um and you know Jess is just kind of being a little smart ass about it um and Dean doesn't think that Rory should go with Jess to do it. He's like, You're, she's obviously not going to go with you. And he's like, well, why don't we let her talk? And he, she's like, uh, well, and he's like very upset. And she's just like, well, I mean, those are the rules. So Rory is going to yeah. go with Jess. Um, and then it's Lorelai's turn for her basket to come out. And, you know, earlier um, when she was, being told by miss patty that he she's got you know miss patty was trying to tell her like i've got these eligible bachelors that would be great for you and like i said she was not interested but now there's these guys bidding on her basket and they seem very interested in her basket and she recognizes them and suddenly realizes that they're the guys from the picture so she goes and she scolds miss patty and she's like i'm not about this and 
Um, and of course, uh, you know, Miss Patty's like, oh, sorry, you know, this is just what's happening now. So she runs into Luke's and she gets Luke and she's like, look, there's these guys out here bidding on my basket. She talks him into doing it. He's really not down, but she's like, you have to do it. So basically she gets Luke to go out there and outbid on these guys so that she doesn't have some weirdos trying to do a blind date, um, get her basket. Um, and then, like I said, Jackson is very upset with Suki. So Suki, um, her basket ends up getting, um, bought by Kirk because Jackson is basically so upset with her. He's not even paying attention to the bidding and the basket gets sold. So there's a lot going on here. Um, the person that was supposed to buy Lane's basket did buy it, but then Lane's trying to do this whole secret meetup and at this point henry's just had enough of it he once he thinks it's too hard he's got to like circle the block twice and she'll jump in the car and it's just it's a lot she he doesn't feel like she's ever gonna introduce him or like even let her parents know that she that he exists so he basically tells her he's going to um his dance with another girl and lane's heartbroken um, she goes inside her house and basically gets really upset and goes upstairs and uh, just like starts sulking. Um, and Rory goes out on the date or not date, but I mean, they're all supposed to technically be dates. So she goes on her little picnic with Jess. Um, she has a lovely time with him um, per the usual you know, they have their little book discussions because they're two little intellectuals that that's what they bond over is books and music mostly. Um, they do talk a little bit, you know, she kind of tries to prod him about like, why is he only nice to her? He changes the subject, not really interested in talking. So then they go and they just like go have food and they end up going to a bookstore. Um, one other thing to note, though, is when they're getting up from the little dock where they're having the picnic, uh, Rory accidentally leaves a bracelet there. It's um, the bracelet that, that Dean made her for her birthday. Um, Jess grabs it and just pockets it. Um, Dean, during this time, is obviously very upset. So he is uh, frantically trying to talk to Lorelai. Lorelai is having her little picnic with Luke. And of course, they're having just another nice conversation, almost moment. Um, we see a lot of those kind of the will they, won't they throughout this series. And this is just another one of those moments. They're always interrupted by something. It's usually mm -hmm. something Rory related. And yeah, so it's um, <laughs> Dean this time. Dean's like, I have to talk to you. And which I thought was also weird. Um, I mean, it, this is another one of those times where it's like, I get where Dean's coming from. Like, yeah, he's totally like, I would be upset too, but just- the way he handles it gives me but like idea. why would you go to Lorelai about yeah that? Like, the way that he goes about it it's like Jess isn't hurting Rory Jess is more so just hurting your feelings and your ego exactly and like I agree with you I get it but it's just like another red flag it's almost like he's he's becoming possessive uh -huh. and everything over Rory like exactly no, you can't touch her so yeah so that happens um Basically, Rory, you know, you know, Lorelai and and Dean kind of talk, you know, he really thinks that Jess is out like likes her and is trying to get with her. And, you know, Lorelai's trying to assure him that she's not interested in him, you know, 
then later on that evening, you know, Rory finally comes home and Lorelai is like, oh, you know, uh, how did things go? And she said they went good and that she had been, you know, hanging out with him and, and whatnot. And um, Lorelai basically tries to talk to her and tell her that, you know, you might want to watch out like with guys like Jess and mentions that Dean talked to her and this is very upsetting you know now Rory feels ganged up on she's like oh well you know you guys are just talking about me behind my back and there's nothing going on and why why do you even not like him you don't even know him you're not giving him a chance so they get in a bit of a fight um and this is like a this was like the previous weekend that this whole um festival or fundraiser took place so a week goes by and it's friday night dinner now and they're clearly like they haven't been talking it's kind of been clear that they haven't talked much this week and they're still kind of in a fight and uh emily catches on obviously so she's you know asking what's going on and rory starts kind of giving an attitude about it and they all are talking about it and emily is very quickly on lorelei's side she's like well you know rory if your mom doesn't think that this gentleman is proper company for you then you need to listen to her and um you know rory gets so upset she like leaves the table she tries to call lane um lane's still upset um because of what happened with uh henry Henry. the previous week yeah she's been sulking all week too and um you know rory's trying to talk to her she even talks her mom into letting lane talk to her after nine but lane is so upset that she's not even feeling like talking um her mom ends up going into lane's room to talk to her and lane basically tells her about henry and how she should have just told her because now it's over and it's a very sad moment but i think it's also a good moment it's one of the first moments where lane and mrs kim have like some honest conversation you know that's a that whole mother-daughter dynamic is obviously so much different than the other ones in the show um so it's it's nice when you get to see the moments where they do break through um but in the meantime you know emily and lorelei are still downstairs pouring wine talking about the situation and emily is telling her like i don't normally tell you this but you have my like full agreement here you know I'm totally on your side you do whatever it takes lock her up and throw away the key if you have to and that's when Lorelai realizes whoa 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 that's not what I want to do I don't want her to feel like that so she tells her like hey I don't want you to feel like that I you know if you want to be friends with Jess or whatever I'm not going to be upset or judge you um I don't you know I don't want this and she's like okay you know they they kind of get over their fight and they make up and of course what's the first thing Rory does is she goes and she calls Jess and then she just chats with them so um we kind of end the episode uh it's very clear that Rory is starting to be interested in Jess um yeah. she's still with Dean but there's some something there's some chemistry going on you know from both sides well and like we mentioned last week is that Jess he challenges her intellectually because she can actually have conversations about books and stuff because Jess is a smart kid and Dean is not necessarily like he's not dumb, but he's not into all of the book talk and stuff like Rory is. But one thing that we forgot to mention is that like Suki and Jackson, they do they do make up. Yes. Suki, like Jackson talks with her and Jackson ends up actually proposing to her during their little picnic and stuff 
and so then so many plot lines they get engaged and stuff oh yeah i know but yeah so suki and jackson get engaged and so that it's not going to be talked about much for the next like few episodes but it will come back and we'll definitely get more talk about their wedding yeah but going into episode 14 um so this one there's really not too many plots going on in this one but we do get a few different things um so the main plot is that Rory has a debate at Chilton and for this for the rest of this season Rory and Paris they're starting to develop that friendship like they went from their little like frenemies type phase to now uh Paris is really viewing Rory as an equal and as a challenger um because like obviously they are on the same level intellectually they both have like big goals and stuff so Paris kind of put the past behind her and now they're friends um so they're actually doing a debate um against another school and we actually see Brad again because it was mentioned in the Shakespeare episode that Brad transferred schools so they're actually going to debate against Brad and um Christopher also is in town he was near uh, Stars Hollow and he called and so Lorelai invited him to the debate and what they didn't know and found out at the debate is that Christopher is dating someone named Sherry and he brings her along to the debate and it just completely blindsides uh Lorelai and Rory and I just thought it was funny um whenever they're all sitting down watching the debate Lorelai and Suki are kind of sitting there trying to look at her and see what she's like and stuff um and they they're commenting on her dress and like how she's not wearing pantyhose and stuff and I'm like I don't think I've ever worn pantyhose since like the 90s so right like I I was like I I never wear dresses with pantyhose but I mean that's not necessarily the style I guess as much anymore um but yeah so he take he brings Sherry and then after the debate um they kind of invite them over to the house and the girls are frantically trying to clean up the house because they never invite people over really and Sherry kind of blindsides Lorelai and I thought this was really weird um like, I guess I kind of understand, but Sherry is just one of those people that, like, she she's a very different type of uh, personality than mine. I don't think she and I would get along, but she kind of bombards Lorelai asking if she can take Rory out to, like, for dinner, to go shopping, hang out and stuff, and pretty much tells Lorelai, like, we don't have to be friends. And she seems very perky about it and just very straight to the point. Like, we don't have to be friends. It doesn't matter that you and uh, Christopher have a history. Christopher is in Rory's life. And so we technically don't have to be a part of each other's life. And I'm kind of on Lorelai's side. She's like, well, I mean, Rory's my kid and Christopher's in Rory's life. So, I mean, I'm going to like, if you're going to be in Christopher's life, you're going to be in my life. Like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 100%. I completely agree. Yeah um so Lorelai takes Christopher to Friday night dinner since Rory goes out with Sherry 
and it just completely blindsides Emily. Emily gets very upset that Lorelai Emily allowed this. Yeah, she just uh, she just wants to throw Lorelai under the bus because she's just she's upset that Lorelai let Rory skip Friday night dinner to go prancing around with uh, Christopher's girlfriend. And it's like Emily, we've seen that she'll let Rory out a Friday night dinner for certain things. But the fact that it was another woman, like Emily's kind of like, this woman's going to take over Rory's life. Like, you don't want her to be her mother. Like, what if she likes her more and all that? Like, just trying to get in Lorelai's head. Yeah. And yeah, Emily's just not happy. Well, and in Emily's mind, even she still wants richard or uh for christopher and lorelei to end up together and for them to be that you know nuclear family unit so to hear that christopher is in a serious relationship with someone that wants to meet rory like that's never happened before and i'm Mm -hmm. sure that really um also upsets um emily and that's why she's like you you know you let her she's gonna take over your life or like Lorelai like she's gonna take your place so yeah and I mean I understand where Emily's coming from I think it's always intimidating whenever somebody new comes into the family in a weird way like that um and so Emily's just trying to look out for Lorelai and Rory and I understand but um then after all of that like the next day and stuff um Lorelai and Rory are at Luke's and they're just kind of talking about their night and everything that happened and then this kind of brings us into what the b-plot was um or it's not even a b-plot it's really just like another thing going on in the episode Lane really wants this cd but she's grounded because of her lying to Miss Kim from the previous episode so like she's not really in trouble but like Miss Kim's like you lied to me so you're grounded and so she can't really leave. And there's a CD that's dropping that she really wants. So they come up with like this master plan because Lane's allowed to leave the house with her mom to go to church and stuff. So Rory is planning to get this CD to Lane during one of the outings that Miss Kim allows her to go on. So um, Rory leaves leaves Lorelai at breakfast at Luke so that she can go do this and I thought it was funny like the time was changed and so it was pushed back an hour and Michelle is the one who they got to help with the CD drop so he's been jogging around the town square for like two hours because he didn't nobody told him that the that the time was moved back yeah and so like lane got her cd everything worked out because i mean i don't i would have stopped after a while like i don't know why michelle just kept going for so long but he's still going and it's funny like right before he walks away um he's talking with rory and rory's like you had good form though and he's like you are your (laughs) mother's child yeah i i thought that line she's just like thank you yeah, I thought that was funny. But while all of this is going on, Christopher and Lorelai are talking. Sherry has a gift for Rory, so she goes to look for her. And Lorelai, she's had a revelation. She's finally realized that none of her relationships have worked. 
in her life because she's still been holding on to Christopher pretty much. Like she still just kind of had this in the back of her head and she's, it's always been there. Like we saw it with Max at her bachelorette party. She called Christopher instead of Max. And so she's always just been holding on to it. And so she's finally, she's saying like, I'm finally letting go. I'm letting you free. Like you can move on. I can move on. We're all going to be happy. And Christopher takes this as like Lorelai blaming him that she can't ever be happy. Um, And like just blaming him for all this stuff. Like you've been able to do all this stuff with your life and I'm not the one holding you back. Like you're the one who's doing that. And he's like, I've, I've offered to be in your life and you've never wanted it. So that's not my fault. That's your fault. And just kind of gets mad. And this is going to cause, cause a rift between Chris and Lorelai. And this is going to stay throughout, like, till the end of the season. Um, and yeah, like they're not going to be talking. They're in a rift. And that pretty much ends that episode um with people arguing and we have sherry to add to the mix um but did you have anything else to add about this episode i don't really think so i mean it was honestly in my opinion you know kind of a filler episode there Mm -hmm. there was a little bit that happened um some things that kind of moved the plot but I really think this episode was more so like establishing Sherry. I agree. And just all that. Um, But moving on to the next episode, um, which I can't even tell you what the name of it, honestly. What is the name of this episode? Uh, Lost and Found. That makes total sense. So... um, there's a couple of things going on in this episode. Um, the first thing that is going on is that, you know, Luke and Jess have been living together for a little bit of time now. Um, just as a teenager, he's got his crap everywhere. He listens to his music really loud. Um, and they, if you don't remember, live above the diner in basically what used to be his father's office that Luke renovated into like a studio apartment so um it's not really um the right amount of space for two people to be living it's barely the amount of space for one person to be living unless you're a hermit like luke mm-hmm. um so you know now that they're in these close quarters luke is having to like go downstairs and use this tiny little tube tv to watch tv and get away from the noise upstairs and just stuff being everywhere and you know they're arguing about dumb stuff and whatnot so when he got the rest of his stuff shipped from new york yeah exactly so now he's got all of it there um so it's just it's a mess um also another thing that is going on is that uh rory and lorelei they need their gutters cleaned out and um basically luke begs them to give just the job you know he says he's good for it he needs the extra money um needs to get out of my hair yeah they just want to you know and obviously rory has been trying to encourage lorelei to give jess a chance so she decides to you know 
let him let him go ahead and try um and you know at first he's like not really talking to Lorelai much but finally kind of starts they they you know then Rory is like hey I got my mom to give you this chance you need to be nice to her too like be nice to her the way you're nice to me so they both finally get over themselves and they kind of start talking and seems like things are going well meanwhile Rory you know she's still with Dean trying to like you know just do things with Dean and make sure you know everything's good there they're at a book sale so they've been there for a couple of hours while Rory's been perusing all the books which is her favorite pastime um and while they're there Dean notices that she's not wearing the bracelet that he made her like I mentioned from previous episode and from her birthday and she's like oh yeah I left it at home kind of plays it off but that's the moment that she realizes that she doesn't have it at this point, it's been a couple of weeks since the basket uh, yeah. fundraiser. And she never even realized that it yeah, was off. she didn't. So, but now she's in a panic. So, she's coming home. She's flipping over furniture, you know, not really. But, you know, she's doing whatever she can to find the bracelet. Her and her mom searching the whole entire house, the entire town, whatever they can. Well, so eventually, you know, she's very upset about it. She even mentions it in front of Jess and, you know, he kind of gets a guilty conscience. So one day while he is doing the gutters thing, he just kind of slips it under her bed. And then um, he then, you know, Rory finds it pretty quickly after that. Um, or after, and also after Lorelai kind of says something about like, you know, that's her favorite bracelet, blah, blah, blah. Like if you took it, you know, she should get it back. And he's kind of makes a comment about like, oh yeah, her favorite bracelet that she didn't even notice she wasn't wearing for two weeks. So, um, he has a point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying Jess is in the right by any means, but like he, he's not wrong at the same time yeah so yeah so that um that's all happening meanwhile while all of that is taking place as i said luke's got all the cram corners going on so he's trying to do something about that so he had been trying to find an apartment for them to move into he'd been taking just around trying to find a place that's good um he even finds this one place that he really likes so he takes lorelei there to get a second opinion um, he's going to buy the place or rent it. And then he finds out that it's actually owned by Taylor Dosey. Now, we already know that Taylor Dosey is a very eccentric person. Um, and he's got his fingers in every part of the town business. Um, I don't know how, if we've, how much we've mentioned it before. But uh, Luke, I'm not going to say hates Taylor, but he just gets so annoyed by Taylor. Like they are almost rivals they constantly have like spats going on taylor's constantly doing things to annoy luke or he's trying to get luke to participate in town events when luke doesn't want to um so it's just an ongoing back and forth thing so when he finds out that taylor first of all that taylor is the landlord one and two that taylor's trying to like change some things he suddenly is just like no i'm not about that i i'm I'm not gonna like live for taylor so he goes and buys the entire building next door to his uh diner so he also like taylor was mentioning that he was buying up the town and taylor kind of put it in his ear that he was looking at that building yeah and and so so that's really like kind of what got it into luke's head like i'll buy this one because so you can't have it exactly (laughs) 
So what they end up doing at the end of the episode is Luke just like takes a sledgehammer and like bashes um, a wall and looks at, and hands it to Jess and he's like, "That's your room." And it's one of my um, favorite. I know scenes. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> um, so that's basically where we end that. Um, Rory does get her bracelet back. She can pretend to Dean that she just blah, just you know took it off because because it was giving her a rash a rash um and you know clearly her and jess are continuing to get closer the renovations are starting and yeah that's where we're at yeah and i i love the scene between luke and taylor because taylor like you can really see like he truly thinks that he's doing good things he really doesn't know why people are annoyed by him but at the same time like people are annoyed by him for good reason and Luke is like asking these questions like why are you doing this like what is the point of this and Taylor's like well who else is gonna uh tell these people what color to paint their house and Luke's like nobody and Taylor's like well somebody should and yeah. he's like, you should you shouldn't do that and I was like I there are a few things like Jake and I chose the house without an HOA for certain reasons mm-hmm. and there are a few things about HOAs that we actually like agree with but like we just we did not want anybody telling us like how our house should look and make us feel like we needed to do things that didn't need to be done but yeah, so that's going to take us into episode 16. And like you said, um, the remodeling has started. So the episode's going to start with like all this construction going on upstairs, but Luke can't close down the diner and the remodeling is going on upstairs. And, and I don't like, I've had work done on our house. I don't know why so much drywall is be, is falling from the ceiling like I, I know. know what all they're doing up there right but like drywall is falling Just like falling all the food. time yeah and the contractor here um he's the same one that helped Rory and Paris build the house for uh Chilton for summer school a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and so we're gonna see him uh more often but I just thought it was funny like uh Taylor's like I got people eating drywall and he's just like oh that can't be good like he's just so (laughs) calm like I don't know what you want me to do about it right you're paying me to do construction upstairs so that's what I'm doing but um the opening scene's gonna end with uh Jess giving Rory an umbrella and like you uh, just another little nice interaction between them she takes it and uh Luke's like well aren't you funny and he's like keep it open Rory (laughs) And then her and Lorelai just kind of sit under there while the drywall falls, falls on, top on them top and they're trying it. to drink their coffee. Um, but yeah, so that's all going on. But the biggest thing about this episode is that Emily won tickets to a spa. Um, she bid on them. She doesn't want them. So she offers them to Lorelai and Lorelai tells Emily like how great a spa would be which that was her first mistake and of course now Emily's like well you made it sound so nice so I'm gonna go too and so Lorelai has to go to a spa weekend with her mother and I I think this is one of my favorite episodes because 
we really get to see more of like the mother-daughter relationship between Lorelai and Emily. Like they've been spending so much time together. It's been over a year now since they've been doing Friday night dinners. So like that's, it's not so unusual for them to spend this time together. But Lorelai, of course, is going to make it her mission that they spend as little time together as possible but Emily it's her mission to do the exact opposite Emily wants to spend every single moment with her couples massage same room for uh like face masks and uh mud baths and I just love whenever Lorelai takes her into the quiet room (laughs) just to get her to shut up like she's like "I, I I just you have to stop um so I love that but this of course is going to leave Rory at home alone for the night and Lorelai even tells her like you're 16 you're gonna be home alone like you I, I expect you to have your boyfriend over but Rory wants the house to herself and tells Dean tells Paris tells everyone that she just wants to sit at home she wants to order Indian food that smells bad and do her laundry sit in PJs which that that sounds like a great night just to chill out with nobody bothering you but Paris got I think it was like an A minus on an assignment at school so she needs Rory's help to study and kind of crashes her study time her study night um, or crashes her alone night Um, but Rory agrees to help her study so Paris stays over and then of course Jess comes over later bringing her food And it was time for Paris to leave, but Rory didn't feel like she should be alone with Jess, which, good girl, you shouldn't. But um, she tells Paris to stay, and um, then later on, Dean's going to show up. And right before he shows up, like, he had called telling Rory that he was on his way. And he was like, I'm not going to stay. I'm just going to come by. I just want to see you. So Rory's frantically trying to get Jess out of the house. And Jess is, of course, like, oh, well, why do you want me gone? You know, I my stomach hurts. I think I ate too much. I should lay down. <laughs> and he's just like, whatever he could do to just make everything worse. And, of course, Dean shows up right as Jess is walking out. And him and Rory get into a huge fight and he's like, Dean's already yelling at her. Like he's already getting mad at her and he doesn't know the whole situation, but, and I get how it looks, but I'm just like, you're, you're 16, dude. Like it's, it's one thing for people who've been in in relationships for years to kind of react like that. You, you've been in Rory's life for what, like a year, not like this isn't. It's not your place to sit there and just start yelling at her. At least give her time to explain. Um, But Paris saves Rory and says that it's her fault that Jess was over because Paris had a crush on Jess. And this is, I think, the first time that they really have like an actual like girlfriend kind of moment and bond Um, because every every other time has always been purely academic. This is the first time that they've really hung out and gotten to spend time together one-on-one and done like friend stuff yeah. so Paris yeah Paris just saw that they were arguing she felt like she needed to save Rory Rory helped her study and then Rory invites her to stay the night and have a sleepover and so this is like gonna be the start of their whole little friendship that's gonna 
carry on for right. like the rest of the series. Um, but for this night, Lorelai and Emily decide that the food at the spa is disgusting because all it is is tofu. And so they're going to leave and go out to like a nice little bar and have a steak. So they go and they find that it's a 60-40 bar. And Emily does like she is just very surprised, doesn't know what that is. Um, and like they're eating at the bar and Emily gets mistaken as a 40-year-old woman by a bit of an older man. He comes walking over asks her to dance and I this part like I always thought it was weird like even growing up watching this I always thought that this part was weird like Lorelai is telling her that it's okay to dance which I'm not saying that I'm not saying like I wouldn't dance with somebody if I was out but he's obviously flirting with her I don't think I would dance with somebody at a bar who I know is flirting with me when I'm married like I just that, that's just like me. I would feel very awkward. Um, and Lorelai just kind of encourages Emily to do it. And then uh, Emily never tells him that she's married. And Emily just starts to get these weird feelings while they're dancing and stuff. And so she just like, she gets very upset, starts blaming Lorelai, like just gets mad. They go back and they pretty much end their weekend on a sour note because of that. Um but Lorelai comes home. Rory tells her about what happened that night. And they go to breakfast at Luke's. And here we find out, like, whenever Jess came over the night before with the care package of food, he told Rory that it was from Luke. That Luke knew she was home alone, didn't want her to be hungry. So he brought it over for her. And here Rory goes to thank Luke. And Luke's like, I don't know what what you're talking about just distracts him saying that tom is messing up and like cut through a pipeline whatever and this is when rory finds out that um jess is the one who brought the food over um and then we're gonna end the episode with rory and jess talking and lorelei and dean are just standing outside and dean is watching rory and jess talk to each other and Rory's kind of like leaning over the counter a little bit, just casually talking, but he, he sees what's going on. Like he sees that Rory's got a soft spot for him. Lorelai comes out and he's, he's just like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like he's thinking that Rory likes him and uh, Lorelai's like, no, Rory wouldn't lie. If Rory says nothing's going on, nothing's going on. Rory's not going to lie. And I think that this is just a very confusing time for Rory because Dean's her first boyfriend. She's 16. She's obviously starting to feel feelings for Jess. And she, she's starting to realize that. But she still loves Dean. And so she's just kind of in a position where she doesn't really know how to handle it. But like she, she likes Jess. She likes being his friend. She likes talking with him. And so I don't think Rory is necessarily trying to lie intentionally. I really don't think she's fully accepted the fact that she likes Jess at this current moment. I think she's just, she doesn't really know how to handle it. And she doesn't know what she feels at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Again, it's just, you know, I think another one of those times where just Dean kind of exhibits 
red flags in my opinion because mm-hmm. I mean first of all he told her she told him that she didn't want him to come over and he's like well I'm gonna come over anyways like and yeah. like yeah she was doing all this stuff but uh yeah I don't know I just that I didn't really like that and I I just think obviously anytime you're in a relationship where you're like worried about them like finding out who you're hanging around and this is like obviously like the second time um just in the past like school year that Rory's had this to worry about it's just like do you not see that this is not going all that great Rory I mean Jess or Dean definitely does like because he's gonna start getting more and more concerned about it yeah I think in this episode in this next episode um I think is one of the times like we're really gonna start seeing that like rift between Rory and Dean coming in I agree um well going on to the next episode um which is dead uncles and vegetables um this is a good episode as far as like seeing Luke and Lorelai interact we get a lot of that um Mm -hmm. so there's two main plots going on in this episode um it starts off that Emily is got some stuff going on with the DAR happening at the end. So she's doing a tasting and she's trying some different things. And that's how they get to talking about Suki's wedding. And then Emily kind of starts offering some rather extravagant suggestions to Suki. um, And that becomes like a whole thing within itself. So it kind of just like becomes a a beast of its own because obviously Emily has expensive extravagant taste and Suki is more small town so uh the things that she's suggesting like you know like what? midgets dancing yeah and I some kind of like animals from Germany or something I don't know ridiculous crap um it's very not them Jackson's not about it um and so Lorelai has to eventually talk to her mom about it and then talk to Suki. So that's a big plot point going on through this episode. The other thing that's happened is Luke's uncle um, died. He died in Florida, but he was from Stars Hollow. He grew up there. So he's being shipped back. And Luke being like the oldest living relative left has really been put in charge of planning a funeral. So he's trying to like block off rooms at the inn and plan things get everything situated for Louis, but he finds out that none of his family members are willing to come. So it's a very frustrating thing. He feels like a lot of weight on his shoulders. So Lorelai really steps in to help run things, uh, run the diner while he's working on things. Um, You know, obviously she's helping him get the room blocks as needed until they're not needed anymore and just does what she can to help him. Um, Louis was part of the Revolutionary War reenactors, so um, they they usually do like a. Perf- no, I'm not gonna say performance because that's the wrong word, but they do like a honorary um, salute with the shots at funerals. Mm-hmm. And you think as a military brat, I would know what the words are, but I'm sorry, Dad, if you're listening, I don't. Um, Anyways, they refused to do it. They said that Louis was, like, not a very nice person. He was kind of an asshole, essentially. And so they aren't really willing to help. This really upsets Luke because he's just, like, he was still part of this. Like, you do it for everyone else. Like, 
and you know my dad um was one was one of these people and you know he just goes through all that and it's a whole thing um by the end of the episode they do end up doing it and um they actually end up having a wake for Louie um at the uh the diner um and Lorelai really had nothing to do with it so it you know by the end they kind of just say that it really is a testament to how much these people love Luke Luke has grown up in this town so even though they felt like Louie was kind of an asshole they did it for Luke because they know that he was the one in mourning and then they all sat around and told stories about different ways that Louie was a dick to them and it was kind of funny um Another small like subplot going on in this episode is that Rory feels like Jess should be helping more. Um, So she's kind of harassing him throughout the whole episode. Like you need to be um, in the diner. You need to be helping when they're at the town meeting. She's like, Jess, you need to be getting back to the diner to close it. Um, Because, you know, she always has looked at Luke as like a father figure, really. Um, So she doesn't like to see him in pain and she knows obviously her and her mom are doing whatever they can to help him and she wants anybody around to help out as well so um yeah I mean I, do you have anything else that you want to add about this episode I personally kind of um, feel like it's another one of those filler episodes so I don't yeah. have a ton to say about it but I you know I think it's a filler just to kind of introduce um just to kind of show more of that like Luke and Lorelai dynamic and then the Jess and Rory dynamic even though it's small um but Lorelai uh she is having a lot of fun helping out at the diner doing all the diner talk she that like she's trying to talk about it with Luke and do like those weird diner sayings for uh foods and stuff and Luke's like what are you saying and she's like come on you, you own a diner and you don't you don't know what how to talk like this and so she's just having a blast um so I just think that's it's again I agree it's it's a funny episode it's cute um but yeah it's just a filler I agree but we so this one um this next one episode 18 this is when we're really going to start to see more of that like Rory and Jess and more separation of Rory and Dean kind of dynamic. Um, Jess isn't in this one as much, but like he's mentioned and talked about and Dean's just starting to feel a little left out. But the main plot to this episode is that Richard's retired, so he's been he's been looking for a new hobby. He found a hobby working on cars, and so we're gonna start the episode like Emily making everyone wait to eat dinner, even though they're starving, because she's never once ate dinner without Richard unless he was out of town or working. And mm-hmm. um, Richard's like, "That's ridiculous, Emily," but whatever. <laughs> um, so. Richard is starting to work on cars and having fun. Um, Richard's starting to work on cars and everything. Um, And Rory is, she's kind of blowing Dean off a little bit at the beginning. Um, But Rory is 
at school and she has a big class project. They have this business fair going on and they all have to come up with a business plan and an actual like prototype of some type of product to sell. Um, Brad is back. He now transferred back to Chilton. Um, so it's been a wild time for Brad. I know a lot happened in a very short amount of time. (laughs) He really has. And I I love whenever he comes back, like this is the first time that they know that they see that he's back and he's like, hi, Paris. And she just looks at him and he's like, your name is still Paris, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's in the group, of course, with Paris, Rory, Madeline Louise, um, and then some other kid that is unimportant. But they are trying to figure out what they're going to do for their project. They have to have an adult supervisor, so like a parent supervisor to help consult with them on like all the business aspects. They want Lorelai to do it, but Lorelai, of course, is like, I don't really want to do that. Um, And Rory knew that she wouldn't. So she goes and asks Richard if she can help, if he can help. And at first he kind of blows her off too. not in a rude way but he just doesn't really want to do that Emily kind of hoaxes him into doing it and so he he does it reluctantly and he really just doesn't want to be there so he's just kind of bored sitting in the back everyone's selling their ideas for the product and I thought this was very weird. Like, I guess I understand it, but Paris comes up with first aid kits for the locker and Richard is asking her like the questions, like you can buy this at CVS. You can buy, like, you can get this for free from the nurse. Like every school has this, every kid can get this stuff. And Paris is like, yeah, but I've learned one thing. You can sell anything to teenagers if it comes in a leopard print, which for early 2000s, that was very true. Um, So they're pretty much selling decked out first aid kits that are like certain things that kids could use anytime at school. And they are like styled to whatever they like. So like bands, neon colors, leopard prints, sports teams, all that different stuff. Um, They enter it into the business fair and they don't win, which Richard, he gets so invested and he goes to the headmaster and he's like, I demand a recount. Like, this is ridiculous. And you just kind of see that he misses that business world. He really doesn't want to be out of it. He misses working. He doesn't want to be retired. And he's just getting so wrapped up in a a school project for kids. Um, But... Throughout this whole episode and everything going on, um, back to Dean, he is calling over and over again. Like he's not leaving Lorelai and Rory alone. Like, and obsessive. he's like, Yeah, like this one night, whenever Rory was working on her project, she told Dean that she wouldn't be home by six. And he called multiple times before six. And then he he left a message and he's like, Oh, I forgot that you weren't getting home till six and then the next message Lorelai is like and even after realizing that he leaves the next message which is hey it's 5 45 just thought maybe you'd get home early or whatever and even Lorelai's like you you have to you have to talk to him like you have to figure ease out what's up on going that on. love potion yeah ease up on that love potion like like figure out what what's going on with you kid 
Um, and I mean, I feel bad for Dean. Like he, red flag, you're being obsessive, but at the same time, like I feel bad and I, I get it. Like, uh, I even think at the, at the end, he didn't call her and Rory was even like, yeah, I actually had a chance to miss him today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like, yeah, but she still chose not to go hang out with him and like not to go watch his softball game and stuff like not to go do any of the stuff that they would normally do she she chose to go do other stuff um that did not involve him at all I think she actually chose to go hang out with Jess uh but um it and the episode ends with Dean coming over and washing Rory's car because he noticed that it was looking dirty and I'm just like dude really and even Lorelai was like you've just got to loosen the reins well it's got to chill well she she talked to him then and then that's when he oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. he's he like stopped calling her for like two days but then she was like well don't you want to go like make up with him and he's like like she's like oh I'm gonna go hang out with Lane we might even go to Luke's and she's like don't do that go call Jess or go go call Dean go call Dean She's like tomorrow, and so she drops her off at Lane's, and then goes home. And Dean's like waiting on the steps, and he's like, "She likes, she likes Jess, Jess. Jess. like, yeah." Which again, I mean, it's like I don't know. I I do. He's he's just sixteen, so a lot of the things he's doing is like definitely how just like sixteen year old boy might act. But he's just like yeah, the calling obsessively, and the constantly like bringing her mom into it. I also, I mean, it's like I get it. But at the same time, kind of inappropriate. Like, that's, it's not fair to Rory because that's, like, the one person that's supposed to be on her side. And she's constantly being influenced to, like, you know, talk to Jess or talk to Dean because her mom wants her to because Dean keeps coming to her mom, you know? So it's just, like, I don't know. I I just don't think it's completely fair. But, yeah, I agree. The only other thing that happens in this episode is like Suki's invitations come in for the wedding and they're messed up and so she's having a little bridezilla moment where she's just like not necessarily bridezilla she's just freaking out she's a she's a bride something's wrong she's freaking out um and then Michelle's mom comes to visit from uh from Paris and I always thought it was weird they don't speak French in the episode like she comes walking in and she's not talking in French to him like they're I mean, obviously, if she, they were talking French, we wouldn't know what they're saying, but like they're talking know, to each other and they're that. still talking in English. Right. But um, we get to see a little bit about like Michelle's relationship with his mom. Yeah. And he they're definitely like they're very close and they definitely have more of that dark sense of humor. Um and like his mom even mentions, I didn't raise you to be rude. And he's like, yes, you did. And they just laugh about it. But we do get to find out that like Michelle's not telling his mom everything um, because Michelle is a very picky eater. He watches his carbs. He watches like everything he eats, tries to stay in good shape. And his mom doesn't know that he diets so intensely. And so that just becomes that just becomes like a little thing between Michelle and Lorelai because Lorelai accidentally outs him. But at the same, like she didn't know that he didn't say that. 
like he, he she didn't know that he didn't tell his mom that he doesn't eat carbs and she just kind of casually mentions it because his mom is like yeah he ate all this pasta and she's just like oh wow he never eats pasta um and like she wasn't even saying it to out him like it just casually got brought up and she his mom mentions it to him and so now he's mad at Lorelai but but yeah so we're gonna move into the next episode which I feel like is it's a it's a big episode but at the same time it's not a big big episode like I feel like it's big in the events that happen but it's not like a whole bunch is going on if that makes sense sure so the next episode teach me tonight um basically Luke finds out that even though obviously we know that Jess is very smart but um he's been slacking off in school a little bit and he's not doing so well and um needs to have his grades brought up so um Luke approaches Lorelai do you think that Rory would be willing to help him obviously once again Rory or Lorelai doesn't think that this is a great idea she's like doesn't really think that Jess and uh, Rory should be spending too much time together but obviously it's really important to Luke and you know as we mentioned before uh Rory wants Lorelai to give Jess a chance uh so she does um so that's one thing um we also find out that Dean is out of town right now so he's visiting his grandma um and they've got another town thing coming up so they're going every year they do a movie a movie night um like so a movie festival and stuff, yeah, yeah um and um taylor apparently has picked the same movie the yearling for the past however many years lorelei is very annoyed about this so taylor is like well if you think you can do it better then just you know go ahead um, what Lorelai finds out is there's so many restrictions to what movies you're actually allowed to play that it becomes a very small list. By the end of it, she ends up picking The Yearling. <laughs> also, Kirk asks if he can show a short film that he's been working on at the beginning of it, which is just a very classic Kirkism type of moment. So, yeah. Um, so, f- going back to Rory helping Jess, there finally it comes. She's um tutoring him one night um and he's not obviously paying very much attention he's trying to get her to figure out what clash lyrics she's um being read to and whatnot and eventually asks her if she wants to go get ice cream um and he's she's like if we go get ice cream will you study he's like yes so they go to go get ice cream and it turns out while they're on their voyage uh they get into a car wreck and they wreck the car that dean made for rory so the car is totaled and Rory ends up breaking her arm. Um, what ends up happening is they're just swerved to miss an animal and they hit a bench. Um, so it wasn't like necessarily reckless driving, but everyone is pissed. So of course, Lorelai finds out she drops everything. She goes to go uh, help uh, Rory. Rory's getting a cast when she finds her. It's very upsetting for her, obviously. Like what mother wouldn't be upset to see her daughter in a cast? She goes, um, she goes and gets in a big fight with Luke. She tells Luke basically, like, I told you that they didn't need to be hanging out. Like, this is what I thought was afraid was going to happen. And, you know, Luke is very offended by this. Um, he's trying to handle it himself. And so, yeah, they just yell at each other and then basically tell each other to piss off and kind of separate. 
And in that moment, uh, Lorelai calls Chris uh, to let her, him know what happened to Rory. And he actually comes right away. So um, they wake up the next morning. You know, R- Lorelai is already sleeping in Rory's room to kind of watch her that night. And they wake up and find Chris there, too. Um, so he's, you know, just comes to be a dad uh, that him and Lorelai kind of make up for their tiff and he comes to the movie night with them the next night. Um, he, you know, it's, it's, it is just kind of a nice moment and you kind of get a little bit of foreshadowing that he's able to be there that like, he's very nice to Lorelai again. And you know, he's like, not really mentioning Sherry. Yeah. It's like whenever they ask. Sherry. So we'll have to figure that out. Learn about that later. Um, but, you know, we see the total car. It's a very sad moment. And, and also, you know, just at the end of it he's just smoking a cigarette in that spot where they had that picnic it's kind of just a spot um and he he tell you know luke finds him there and he's like i made sure she was okay he believes that but basically um just ends up getting shipped back to new york to be back with his mom after this it's not really explicitly you know said why i think that they kind of just figure that it's best for him to get out of there at this point because everyone's so upset but um it's not because luke is mad at jess luke also understands that it was a um it was an accident and you know he's definitely on jess's side but you know he has to send him home and um, leaves, honestly, leaves town after that because of it. Um, and that's kind of where we go into the next episode. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say about that one? I just, I kind of agree with Rory that it's really, like, I would feel really bad. It's really weird that everyone is blaming Jess. And Rory's even said like that they swerved and stuff. And we're, we're going to see, we're going to have more conversation about this in this the next episode. next episode. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'll, uh, I'll save my comments for that. Okay. So like you said, Luke leaves. And so this episode is going to begin and it's the next week. Um, and Luke's is closed. People are just kind of, I think it's so funny. Like people are just standing outside of Luke's. Like he has a sign that says gone fishing, but they're just like so baffled because Luke never closes unless it's like for a town function. And even then he's usually still open or he's at least there. So Luke's is closed. Everyone's very confused. Um, But for this episode, the main part of it is that Richard... Like we mentioned, whenever they Rory was doing her business project for school, Richard misses working. So he has now decided that he's going to open up his own firm um, and do international ins- insurance affairs. Well, um, he's talking with Lorelai and Emily at Friday night dinner because Lorelai got uh, Rory out of it because they didn't want to have the whole conversation about her cast and stuff. And so Lorelai said that Rory wasn't feeling good. So it was just the three of them. And Richard and Emily are going on talking about how Richard's old secretary, Margie, would not come over to his new firm. 
and Emily and Richard are just baffled by this like Richard's like maybe I shouldn't open up the firm and everything and Emily's on board with it like no and they, they're just baffled that nobody could do the work that uh, Margie did like nobody's going to be good and so Lorelai volunteers to help Richard out and kind of be his interim secretary just to help him clean up the office because everything's in boxes. He can't really do business because he doesn't know where anything is. So she's going to help get him set up. So the next day she goes over after her business class and starts kind of trying to look for things and unboxing. She's already fixing the AC, fixing the phones, but he he needs stuff for the office and has to go shopping so they go to kind of like an office max where you can buy things and a bit of like a like bulk but not too much and Lorelai is just kind of showing Richard how to do things and just helping him buy stuff pick things out and then just helps him to set up the whole office um while this is going on, Rory is freaking out, trying to figure out how to tell Dean about her cast and about the car, because obviously he gave her the car. So she's upset about that. And Jess was the one driving. So she knows he's going to be upset about that. Um, so she cho- she chooses to tell him in a letter, which I think isn't a bad way because then he can't interrupt her while she's talking and she can't fumble over her words and misspeak and everything which we saw whenever he was arguing about just being over the night that Laura was at the spa I think the letter was a fantastic idea on her part and of course um he is very upset um he's reading the letter just getting more and more mad but of course um he's happy that Jess is gone and he knows that Rory wasn't the one driving so he's not mad at her and it just kind of ends really awkwardly he invites her in for dinner but they like it's like Dean is just he's trying to get over it obviously he's mad but Rory just feels awkward and she mentions it she mentions it later but like everyone just keeps looking at her like an injured puppy like oh it's not your fault this this other person did it and so even Dean's doing it that night and Rory is just not happy about it um but then um Emily wants to throw Richard a party at the office as like a startup party invite potential clients over invite other people who Richard could do business with and just have like a little opening party for the office and Lorelai's helping get everything set up um Richard's a little upset with Lorelai for a bit because Lorelai doesn't want to stay and be his secretary he he likes spending time with his daughter he likes he's he's actually seeing Lorelai in her element like she's doing business she's helping him he's seeing how well her way of work actually works and he wants her to stay he doesn't want to hire another secretary but Lorelai is like I have a job like I I have to go back to that I can't stay here so he finally picks another secretary and they Lorelai meets her at the party um and Richard and Lorelai kind of make up because Richard's doing really good with business making connections and stuff 
um, at the party, Emily sees Rory's cast and Emily kind of freaks out and um, Rory is kind of, like I said, she's fed up with how people are treating her. And so Rory says that it was Jess who was driving, um, that it was in the car. Emily's like, Jess, I thought you were going to let her, I thought you were going to tell her to stay away and kind of blaming Lorelai for all this because Lorelai's the mom. Lorelai should be in charge of Rory and should keep Rory away from bad things. But I think it's a little hypocritical of Emily to get on to Lorelai about this because Emily, like Lorelai got pregnant under Emily's watch, which I mean, I'm not saying Emily could have really prevented it, but like it just goes to show that Lorelai doesn't have any control over it either. Yeah. Like Emily couldn't control Lorelai from getting pregnant. Lorelai can't control Rory from getting into a car accident like this. So I just thought that was a little hypocritical, but Rory asked, like Rory and Lorelai step out into the hall to talk and they get into a little tiff because Rory tells Lorelai that everyone's treating her like a puppy. Rory's like, no, it was my idea. I did this. And I feel like this is a little odd of Lorelai. Like, I think, I don't think Lorelai's really thinking about what she's saying. I think Lorelai's just kind of so gung-ho of trying to keep Rory away from Jess. She's like, she's saying like, if Dean was driving, there wouldn't have been an accident. But you can't really say that because Dean could have easily have swerved to miss an animal and still crash the car. So like, it's not like, like we said in the last uh, episode, it's not like Jess was driving poorly. Something came out into the road. Lorelai is just overly trying to protect, protect Dean and stand up for him and blame Jess and Rory's just had enough. Um, So they end on a good note. Like they just, they don't want to argue about it. And um, so Lorelai lets Rory leave so that she can go home and Lorelai stays at the party a little longer. Um, and uh, Rory goes over to Luke's because she's walking in town and sees Luke back. So she goes and sits in there with him and she tells Luke that it wasn't Jess's fault. And they just have like a little nice moment between uh, Luke and Rory where they're just like they both know that it wasn't Jess's fault and they just kind of bond over that for a minute um and that's kind of how the episode ends the only other thing that happens in this episode and it's uh, important to mention lane finds this music store that it just opened in stars hollow and lane of course loves rock music um loves rock and roll and everything so whenever it opens she like has to go in there and she finally like she goes in and she finds the drums falls in love with them and wants the lady who owns the store to let her practice at night twice a week whenever her mom's at bible study um the lady agrees and so this is the first time that we're going to see lane and the drums and this will come more into play in the next season but here Lane uh like this kind of opens that door for like Lane actually playing an instrument and kind of being in a band and such but did you have anything to add for this episode um well I mean I think I just wanted to you know note that I do really like that it's a good Lorelai and Richard episode 
Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of moments, um, as it's kind of mentioned, that they have good moments. Um, less than you see the other members of the family. But um, it's it's interesting to me because when they talk about like the bad moments between them, and there have been some bad moments, there was fighting earlier in the season with them and everything in last season. Um, and then, you know, not to like give away, obviously, I think everybody's not necessarily a spoiler, but like, you know, when she reflects on not being able to think of a good moment with her father, like in the revival and, and things like that, those are always like question marks to me because there's days like this where she's like clearly has like a good relationship with her dad. Like her dad wanted her to stay. Um, he valued her. And it was just, it, it was yeah. like one of those moments where, you know, and he does on a number of occasions make sure to let her know how proud he is of her um, and like what she's accomplished. Um, and yeah. I like, yes. we're going to see it even up until like the very last episode uh, last episodes whenever Rory's graduating from Yale yeah and stuff, and that's like, like one of my favorite moments of the entire show like that I don't think I can same. get through that scene without crying so oh and, and you know so it's just like that's really nice to see um and just like those and and, and I think episodes like this is the reasons that like we like want to cry is like because you know they're they're good moments maybe a little more few and far between than like the other characters but it's still there still were some good moments there um I think they're mainly few and far between just because Richard kind of sees Rory almost like Richard and Emily both see Rory as like a daughter type figure because they have such high hopes for her and so we have all of those nice father-daughter moments between Richard and Rory whenever yeah exactly Lorelai just kind of gets cast aside well and, and you know there's still just so much um hurt because mm-hmm. of her getting pregnant young and everything and and they're still gonna have arguments about that it'll still get brought up especially in the next season um but yeah like it's it's still going to affect a lot of things in their dynamic another thing um also I just I really love the last part of this episode where you know Rory's walking through the town and she sees Luke and they kind of have that nice moment where he's come back she and um he hasn't wanted to see anyone that's the reason he went fishing but Rory is the one person he would want to see because one Mm -hmm. as I've mentioned they do have that close bond in their own way he has always looked at her um as like a daughter figure and also she he knows that she knows that Jess didn't hurt her on purpose so you know he invites her in and she has coffee and um they have that nice exchange where she's like you know he didn't I know he didn't mean it and everything and yeah I like that um I always think it's interesting uh that when Rory and Lorelai have like tiffs the next moment for Rory always tends to be her like running into someone who is like I'm not gonna say objectively closer to Lorelai but like you know, like her parents or Luke or someone of that sort. And she like goes off and like does something with them. And I almost feel like she does it like in vain of her mother because she's like still kind of 
agitated at her like oh well I'm gonna go you know I know that you and and also knowing that they got in a fight like yeah well I can talk to Luke he wants to talk to me we both are on the same page you're the one that's tripping about Jess so I'm gonna go sit in here and have you know like nothing sounds better than a cup of coffee and a donut you know I'm the only person in town that can get this right now and she I I I know it's it's not said but that's just like some like an essence that's always kind of felt I felt from Rory so that's (laughs) what I have to say about that um but going into the next episode uh which is the second to last of the season um so you know those episodes they always start to get just a little more juicy um so this episode is Lorelai's graduation day um so Lorelai is finally graduating business school as we've mentioned that she has been um taking classes for a while now um so this is you know a step further towards her um being able to, you know, be her own entrepreneur and open the end and everything, um, just learning skills um, of being a business owner and all that. So Rory does plan on making this a special dime, but, you know, Rory's been going through it lately with Jess and, and Dean and school and her mom and everything. And so, She's arriving at school the day of uh, the graduation, and she's just sitting there having a conversation with Paris, and Paris is suddenly like, yeah, my locker's this way, and Paris keeps walking, and Rory just goes the other way, and basically, she gets on a bus, and she goes to New York, where Jess lives. She tracks him down, because she knows that he spends a lot of time at Washington Square Park reading, and she just skip school and spends the day with him you know they get hot dogs they ride the subway they go to a cool record store um they just enjoy each other's company like they usually do and and you know he's very confused as to why she did this uh it's a very like not rory thing to do you know skip school rory's typically a rule follower and a goody goody but she kind of decided to jump ship a little bit here and do this and she said that the reason is because you know she didn't get a chance to say goodbye Um, And I do think that's partially true, you know, like, obviously, Jess really um, impacted her, like, and it, like, did a number on her in more than one way. So I think that, you know, she really did want to, like, talk to him again. And he makes her, like, want to be bad. So I think she also wanted to have another good interaction with him. I agree. Like, she, like, she wanted to feel and like she wanted to feel okay with their last interaction and, and i'm sure she the wanted last one was the wreck and i'm sure she wanted him to know that she didn't blame him yeah either. she wanted to make sure that he was okay i don't blame you like i'm fine it's just a cast um so yeah i think that there's a lot of layers right. to that um but yeah i definitely think that a lot of it is because she's just She's thinking about him more because he's gone. And so she's just like, I need to see him. I need to talk to him. And he also called the night before and she didn't tell Lorelai. And so that really kind of just got her thinking because that was the first time that she'd heard from him in a while. And so she was just like, I, I want to talk to him and stuff. Exactly. And another thing that happens is before she goes to school, she goes to Richard and Emily and tells them like, hey, mom's graduating in a day. I think it would be good if you were there. I know that she doesn't think that, but I really do think that it would mean a lot to her to, and um, so they take that to heart. So um, they actually are 
all of a sudden they, they're going to the graduation. Lorelai is there getting ready and suddenly her mom is there with corsages for her to wear and a camera crew and everything else. And she's mortified. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that she's like graduating with are talking crap about them and she's trying to hide from it. Um, but yeah, she's just like obviously uh, very embarrassed, but she's realizes that Rory did it. So she's just like, okay, she probably meant well. Um, well, Rory is still back in New York and it turns out that her bus is stalled. It's not going to make it back in time. So Lorelai ends up having the whole graduation happen and her mom, it, her mom and dad are there. Um, so they are able to be there and be supportive, but Rory doesn't make it. Um, they don't see Rory doesn't see her until she's back at the house, at which point she confesses to what she did and apologizes um, and says how awful, you know, of a kid she is. And, you know, um, her mom does kind of forgive her. Her mom's just like, well, this was my night and I want to spend it with you. So even though you feel like crap and you don't think we should do anything, like I still want to go out and celebrate. So, you know, Lorelai kind of just puts it to the side, um, which doesn't really surprise me because that's kind of how Lorelai is with Rory. She doesn't, I would, even when Rory does do, crappy things like she will hold her accountable but sometimes she also won't she'll make excuses for her and I think this is one yeah. of those times um because I think that you know on for a number of reasons obviously what she did was like not okay like first of all if Jess found out that she did that or if, oh, sorry if Dean found out that she did that he would not be cool with it she chooses the day that's like a big day for her mom like she you know, I, I understand she's going through it or whatever. And we see Rory make like rash decisions that are like selfish later on, like when she steals the boat, but it's just like when she's feeling bad about herself, she makes toxic decisions and she doesn't, it doesn't matter who in her life that's important to her um, or that values her like that she hurts. Um, and Lorelai yeah. just kind of is like, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Um, I think. And then I'm trying to think if there was something else I had to say, but those are the biggest takeaways that I had from this episode. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah. I would say that I, the biggest thing I would have an issue with in Lorelai's situation would probably, yeah, I would be hurt if Ginny missed my graduation or whatever, but I think I would be more kind of concerned that she took a bus to and from New York and like went to New York for the day and Laurel I didn't know granted yeah this was the early 2000s so like it's it's a bit of a different time now like then you could let a kid play outside without adult supervision now you can't do that um, or at least you would because you didn't consider it dangerous. And now we just like realize that things like that are a yeah. lot more dangerous. Yeah. So I I guess I can kind of see like Lorelai kind of skipping over that. But I would more so like be, I, I would have like late anxiety of the fact like that she did that, even though like obviously she's back and she's safe. But right. that's what I would be more so hung up on. But I, I think it's funny whenever Lorelai is trying to figure out like why Rory did all this and Rory's like I went to see Jess and she's like man do you know how to bury the lead and like so you can definitely tell that Lorelai is upset about all of this but um, obviously Rory is talking 60 a minute and 
is just like she knows that she's in trouble she knows that she should be grounded from all this stuff and is just giving Lorelai a ton of examples on how to ground her and Lorelai's like like you said she's like chill we'll discuss it later um but yeah so the last episode of the season is gonna resol- revolve around Suki and Jackson's wedding um so it's gonna start with some wedding planning. Suki has very odd taste in the music she wants to walk down the aisle to. I know all the songs are like the opposite of being in love. They're like, oh, this is a relationship that's not working. Like Lorelai is reading some of the options and she's like, do you like Jackson at all? (laughs) (laughs) uh, It it just gets me every time. Um, This episode we get one of like one of the famous uh, catchphrases that from the show, which is Oi with the Poodles, um, which is just, it's a funny joke. Um, but Lorelai and Luke are still on the outs. And at the beginning, we see Dean and Rory eating breakfast at Luke's and they're just enjoying themselves. And Lorelai finally gets up the nerve after like an hour of walking outside she finally gets up the nerve to come inside the diner and um she sits down with them she's upset that they started eating but Roy's like we have school so we have to go you can go and get your own food and Luke's kind of cold with her um he's not necessarily being rude and taking it out on her he's just being very frank and very very forward with her like he's not his happy joking self just very blunt very yeah matter of fact yeah and she even makes the comment like I want Luke back and he's like I'm right here and she's like no you're not like you're you're still gone he's just very distant um and it's just still because of their whole argument about Jess but when Rory gets to school, we find out that Paris is running for student body president. And Paris realizes that although everyone in the school thinks that she's the most qualified and would do the best job, she's not very well liked. And so nobody's going to vote for her because they don't like her. So Paris decides to get Rory on board and run as her vice president because everyone loves Rory and she thinks that that would play in her favor for people to vote for her which it does by the end of the episode they do win and so that's going to be one of the big plot points for the next season is that Paris is president and Rory is vice president. Um, Rory gets her cast off and Chris comes to town and so he's there whenever she gets the cast off. And of course he's there um, for Suki and Jackson, Jackson's wedding. So he goes to the little re- um, like rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. dinner. Yeah, rehearsal dinner. And um, him and Lorelai are just kind of having cutesy little moments here and there. Like you can really just kind of see their dynamic. They're very, very casual with each other. They're very comfortable with each other. Like they've been um since we first met Chris but here he finally says that things aren't working with Sherry that she went out of town on business they've just been kind of arguing and it's not working and him and Lorelai have a moment in the hotel or in the inn and stuff the night before the wedding and they end up spending the night together and just reconnecting and stuff 
Lorelai goes down to get some snacks for them and she finds Suki in her wedding dress like redoing her cake like freaking out yeah she is freaking out and she's just like what was I thinking doing this on my wedding cake and just tries to like redo the whole cake the night before and yeah she's just freaking out Lorelai calms her down backs her away from the ledge gets her to go back to sleep and they have like a cute little like girlfriend moment of like Suki freaking out like oh my god you spent the night with Chris oh you have to tell me everything and Lorelai's like let's get you married first like go to bed we'll talk about it later you're getting married and so they all go back to bed um we do see that Jess comes back he just kind of shows up at Luke's and says that he wants to come back that he's he wants to be back um in Stars Hollow and stuff yeah we know why yeah, he uh we know why and he shows up at the wedding. He doesn't show up like at the wedding where everyone can see him, but it's at the end so they have big grounds and so he just kind of finds Rory. Um Rory's off talking with Chris and he gets a phone call and so Chris has to step away and then Jess comes with Rory and Rory ends up kissing Jess and just like runs off. Um welcome home. Like, yeah, like she just gets up the nerve to kiss him and then runs away. And of course, Jess is happy and stuff. Um, but that's the last we see of him this episode because Rory has to get to the wedding. Um, and then we find out that Chris has to go back to Boston because Sherry is pregnant. And this bum, is going to... Yeah, this is going to be a big plot point for the next season because um, Chris is leaving and they were just having a moment the night before of let's give this a try. Let's like you can stay and everything. And now that he finds out her hopes up, she had just told him like this better be for real because, yeah, you know, we don't take rejection well. And that's something that we're going to see in the next season is like that, you know, them thinking in this moment, even if it was less than 24 hours, that this was going to work out really fucks the two of them up. Yeah, it's going to be a big um, issue, especially like in the first few episodes. It's going to be a big like, whole shebang between the three of them, because not only is Lorelai going to be upset, but Rory's going to be upset because, yeah, they get their hopes up. Um but the episode and the season is going to end right whenever the wedding's about to start. Lorelai and Rory, they're both like Lorelai's upset and Rory's very confused. So they're both in odd headspace standing next to each other about to be bridesmaids in Suki's wedding. And you can just kind of see it all over their face. Like Lorelai's world just came crashing down on top of her. And Rory's like, I just fucked my world up. Yeah, like I, there's fire everywhere. I gotta say, I love how, you know, Gilmore Girls has a lot of great music, um, but this is definitely an episode where they use like a music as a trope um, in a great way because, you know, they started off going through the songs and they started off with the song that Lorelai and Rory end up walking down the aisle to, which is I Can't Get Started by Etta James. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the song is about like, um, somebody that's trying to make a relationship work that just can't and it doesn't make any sense for Suki to use it but it ends up being the song that Rory and Lorelai walk down the aisle to 
Um, which I think it's funny. We get to see Suki in her wedding dress, but we don't actually see her walk down the aisle or her wedding. We only see yeah. that moment. And then we just kind of, it's implied, you know, she's married from there. But yeah, it's just like seeing them, they, and they're playing and it's like, and I can't get started with you. And, and it's, it's just like, kind of foreshadowing. Too. Exactly. And it's the perfect way to end the episode, to end the entire season, because that's really mm-hmm. what the season has been about is just yeah. try and fail with these boys. Um, really with the both of them even though Rory is still in a relationship um, but yeah so that's basically yeah. where we end episode or season two yeah so we're gonna start season three uh, next week and like we said season three is gonna pick up whenever like with the whole dynamic of Chris and like Sherry's pregnant Chris and Lorelai were trying to make it work Rory is gonna be upset about everything and then we're gonna definitely get more between um Rory and Jess and then Dean but like we said there's been foreshadowing obviously Rory and Dean are not gonna work out um but (laughs) I think that episode that episode is one of like it's a favorite but not necessarily because I like it but because I feel like we finally get to move on right like but We'll we'll talk about that next week too and, you know, it just really, like I said, I think it was, like, just a delicious way to end the episode. It really, mm-hmm. I think, um, did great for the series. And season three is truly, like, has so many, like, iconic episodes in it, um, especially oh, yeah. um, in the next half that we're going to cover. Um, that, you know, I think, and I think that that was because they had such great momentum from season mm-hmm. two. So it's going to be exciting, um, you know, to keep going on. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, We did a poll on our Instagram stories and we asked if you were team Jess or team Dean. And of course, 99% of y'all answered team Dean or no team. Yeah, no team Jess. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's surprising to me. (laughs) Team Jess, only two people said team Dean, I believe two or three. Um, And I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I, if, if our commentary on this season, if you're still choosing team Dean, um, we need to, we need to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, uh, we are pointing out all the red flags, right? But yeah, later on we can fight over team Jess or team Logan. And I can't even, I can't even, that's a harder fight for people because they both have their flaws, but I will fight to the death on that one. So we can, we can have those combos when the time comes. Okay, yeah, we're not going to say which ones we are, but we will definitely be asking in in the polls on the stories once we get there on if you're Logan or Jess, uh, because I'm very interested to have that conversation. For sure, for sure. All right, well, as always, you guys can find us on our socials uh, at Learning on the Job Moms on Instagram, TikTok, find our Learning on the Job Moms Facebook group or email us at learningonthejobmoms at gmail.com if you've got any question, comments, or concerns for us. Um, yeah, and you'll see us next week with a regular episode again. And, and another the first part of season three. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for re-watching Gilmore Girls with us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.